You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another edition of Insane in the Membrane. Here we are. It's that time again. The best time of the week. It's when the insane in the membrane gets comes out into your ear rolls and you listen to it and, and your life is changed. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're doing well. It's a it's still a funny old time, but as I say this, the sun is shining. So that at least there's that. Um I hope you're well. I hope you're doing well. I hope you hope you're cool. Um we 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 see all manner of stuff kicking off around the world. But uh, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of love in, in the world as well. Just try and focus on that. That comes up in this week's conversation, actually. Trying to focus on the good stuff rather than the bad, which I'm very guilty of. I, I, I do I do kind of focus on the shit. And I should be focusing on the sunshine. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a concerted effort to do that. <laughs> Getting heckled again by Jade Adams. This is the beauty of recording from your home. Yeah, uh, I get a live audience in the shape of uh, Jade Adams. You all right, Jade? Do you want to say hello to the people? No, shaking your head now. All right, then. She sends her love, everybody. Um, before we get into it, before we get into it, thank you again for all of your lovely messages and for taking the time to listen to this. Really appreciate that. You're all wonderful people. Uh, and thank you to everyone that's listened to the Tuned Up Time Machine or listening to radio. Uh, if you've not listened to that yet, you should. All you've got to do is get the Mixcloud app on your phone. doesn't take a minute. doesn't cost you anything. And then you go on there, you put in the Tuned Up Time Machine, and that will give you some incredible radio shows. Not just mine, millions of others. You're going to have a great time on there. So do that for us. That would be great. And you can also go to islingtonradio.co.uk, and that is where that is the hub. That's where you'll see exactly what's going on on Islington Radio. And with that in mind, that brings us to our guest this week, the man behind Islington Radio, Mr. Tom Bright, who I, I he, he he came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere. I didn't I didn't I didn't know who he was. And then he said, "Do you want to do this radio show?" And I'd love to. And then I got it got into him. He's got so he's not only. Um, a uh, radio station guru he's also a brilliant singer-songwriter who has appeared on the tuned up time machine his music's excellent he really he tells and tells beautiful stories in a very short space of time and i love that that's my, my favorite kind of songwriting and i just thought Do you know what let's get him on producer paul and i was like yeah definitely let's have him on be a good chat and it really was he's such a lovely dude and you'll get that from when you when you listen to him he's just he's just got a really nice outlook on life you know he likes to push himself. He's a very busy man, but that's all right. That's good. Keep it, keep it busy. And um, it's just nice to have him on. So uh, coming up in a little while is Tom Bright. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A podcast from producer Paul Dakota.uk. Here we are. Early, isn't it? It's an early one. I've already been up for four hours. Have you? What have you been doing? Doing a lot of wanking. <laughs> Imagine Close that. Four hours. <laughs> that's not wanking. catch me out, mate. <laughs> that's not wanking anymore. That's whittling. <laughs> Four hours. Jesus Christ. Um, well, yeah, you're a busy boy, aren't you? You've got so much going on. I'm oh, surprised. Man, honestly, surprised, like, man. sometimes I do question myself. Yeah, multiple, multiple things happening at the moment. Yeah. It's good, though, to be busy, especially with everything else that's going on. You know what? I was talking to my publisher last night on the phone and he was saying how busy he is at the moment. I think we're all deliberately making ourselves as busy as possible. Yeah. To like oh, take our minds off <laughs> the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're very lucky that we're able to keep ourselves busy. I know some people that they just kind of. Just they're just kind of just drifting. They're just sort of sat there going, I've watched Ambling all the- around, aren't they? Yeah, they're just like, what yeah, and you're like, I've watched it all, I've smoked it all, I've I've drunk it all, I don't really know what else to do. And you're like, just gotta hang on. Just hold on. We'll we'll be out of this soon. I'm telling well, you. Well, mate, I tell yeah, you, yeah. I, th- I feel like it's it was always gonna get a lot worse before it was gonna get better. But I oh, think sure, the better yeah. will come at quite a decent pace. Yeah, I think so as well. I've got a feeling that by about May, we might be kinda, kinda there. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait as well. It's gonna be. Fuck I can't me, wait. I can't wait. Just touching people, mate. I, I know. <laughs> just like not randomly on the tube, but just. <laughs> no, like. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> do you know what? They'll probably love it. Now it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch me, man. I'm like, All right. <laughs> Where are you from, Tom? Uh, I'm from Derbyshire originally. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Midlands. So, um, I know, yeah. Yeah, up in a, vi- a little village called Little Eton, um, where there's a lot of sheep, a lot of hills. Yeah, lovely part of the world, mate. And, yeah. Um, uh, to be fair, when when the shit hit the fan um, in March last year, I was out. I was I chipped off out of London. Mm, yeah. And I, I stayed out and uh and then me and my girlfriend we got a flat back in london at the end of august so had like had yeah nearly six months out of town yeah it's crazy oh yeah well i tell you what I, I had um yeah after the after the last lockdown i had a i sort of had to wander around kind of you know meeting up with people outdoors and things like that and, and i suddenly realized how lucky i was to not to not be in town because yeah. they're all on top of each other and there's no view and there's no annual and it's, the shops are just you know rammed with people and and, and yeah, I was man. like wow oh, man I was well lucky where about so, are you down in Leon C in Essex oh nice down there South End yeah Jay was nice, saying man. yesterday <laughs> Rich that you keep outing where you live and I've told him not to say where we live oh she <laughs> wanders around like she's Beyonce <laughs> yeah stop taking photos and putting them online oh, yeah and I'm like ah shut up no one's coming here. <laughs> not allowed so it's Leon C is it it's Leon it's Leon C everyone, everyone do you want my mum's maiden name <laughs> what house number <laughs> yeah yeah and then and the three digits on the back of the card um, <laughs> I don't know but you're you're listening to your music I there's just there was what I was I was struck by the, there's a sensitivity to that which yeah. was really which was really nice you know yeah. really because like, you're talking there was some, a couple of songs you're, you're talking about some pretty heavy stuff yeah there's such there's a light some... delicate touch it was really nice to listen to was that thanks a... mate yeah Do you, i mean i can talk you through how it all developed if you want yeah go on mate so when i i, I was late in the music world yeah um i basically i was a pub landlord at the really? age of 18 yeah wow man. i was the youngest in the uk i had a pub for Till I was twenty, nearly twenty-three. Yeah, right. Um, and did a did a really good job. That was during the we moved in in two thousand and seven in the recession back then. 
Right, okay. Really did a, a sterling job. And I learned, I learned everything I know about everything there. You know, when, yeah. when you're a pub landlord, mate, you're, you're like a, a therapist, you're a doctor, you're a... Um, people confide in you beyond belief. And, and um, even though, you know, you're giving them the poison that they desire. But it's... Um, so, was in the pub game, but I always had this kind of feeling in me that I had stories in me but mm. I, I'd not I'd never found that that tongue really because um, I'd had a, a lot of interesting things happen to me as a young as a young person as well yeah um, and then I at the end of the pub tenure I, I got a guitar and I taught myself I got obsessed with it I was te- playing like eight hours a day just absolutely obsessing over it started writing my first songs performed live for the first time three weeks into playing bloody hell and then i um we basically sold the pub and i got out of the uk i got a one-way flight to sydney australia Mm. got there picked up a guitar for 50 dollars, and i started going around busking and stuff um that took me to melbourne where i I put a bit of a band together and played my first shows out there and got my first recordings out. I was on some radio stations out there. And um, and then I was in T- Tasmania, of all places. Yeah. Um, and I bumped into Mumford & Sons. Yeah, they were right. on a tour out there. And we ended up having a few nights together. And, um, and yeah, they, they were listening to some of my early demos and said, look, you, sh- you should go for this, you know, get, get yourself to London and, um, and give it a bash. So, so I, I did, I actually followed their advice. I moved to London at the start of 2013 with a backpack and a guitar. <laughs> I was living in a bed sitting in Leightonstone and, uh, working in a restaurant in Spitalfields called the English restaurant, oh, yeah. aptly named. And, um, <laughs> and, Again, you'll relate to this. When you chuck yourself out there, the universe starts putting a few bits and bobs together for you. Yeah, true. And I met some people who changed my life, really. I I got to know a guy called Mal who happened to be in a band with Mick Jones from The Clash. Oh, wow. He, um, yeah, we got really matey and he started overseeing a few bits and bobs for me and he introduced me to Mick and then me and Mick became mates and actually I did a whole I did my whole debut album with Mick Jones he produced my first singles what? Um, yeah man so, my so f- cool. the first producer I ever worked with was Mick Jones from The Clash what? yeah mad isn't it <laughs> I was a lad from a little village in Derbyshire and I got Glenn Matlock playing bass for me and I've got what? Um, yeah man yeah, Glenn is a mate of mine. He played bass on my first couple of releases. Uh, and it was a full band. It was rock and roll. It was, um, we only released four of the singles because then before I put the record out, I kind of assessed what where I wanted to go with it all. And as much as I can do the the kind of the band thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, my songwriting changed a lot. I was starting to write about um, social stuff, um, but not just more observational stuff, you know, and, yeah. and writing about humans and, you know, start to write songs where there's a character, like in, in the first record, there's things like Wedding Bells, which is this kind of anti-love story where there's, a, it just paints a picture of a woman who's, it trapped in a bad relationship and then lighthouse about a social worker who rescues abused kids and then mm. blood and water that one's about twin brothers who fall out um in the 20s and then don't speak for like 50 years and then one of them's dying and writes his twin brother a letter so started writing really kind of yeah just quite heavy stuff yeah. and then realized that that was where I wanted to go with it. 
Yeah. Well, it's really. Yeah. But what I, like I said to you, yeah, you're you're what you're talking about is some heavy some heavy shit. But the way you do it is so delicate and so there's a, there's a there's a, a real beauty to it, which I was really like, especially with the song Lighthouse. Yeah, that, Lighthouse. That was, a lot that, of people yeah, connect that with really, that one. Really struck me that one. It was like, wow. I've I, I've listened to it all loads, but it was that that one I keep coming back to because it's just. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just a beautiful thing, and it's is that from a real experience or? That's not really from now? a real experience. I mean, a lot of things are personal on there, um, mm. and a certain degree of it is. But I always, I think what I do is, I almost take an aspect of my personal life, and I create a character. Mm. Um, within that and it kind of so then the character becomes my experience and then you write about that character yeah and it's actually yeah maybe it's a and i'm thinking about it myself now and i'm wondering why i do that but maybe it makes it easier to write about because you feel like you're writing about someone else yeah yeah i totally get what you mean man it's like with, with comedy Everything that I talk about comes from there's a, there's truth in it, but you can't even but like you know to make it entertaining you you embellish bits and you add bits or you might just mash up a couple of stories to make one funny story and so yeah I can see what you mean about you almost yeah you become a character rather than you're directly you I know yeah. that's yeah that's I've just realized I've realized that myself now talking to you now <laughs> so, we all we all yeah, do it man. don't we yeah yeah that's funny that I hadn't realized but. I but you, but that it's a I I this I think that's what I've missed with the lockdown is that I've missed writing those stories and telling those stories you know yeah, I've it, really missed yeah. performing to be honest it's uh, yeah because it becomes such a such a big part of you I was running regular nights in London and yeah I just really miss the whole kind of live side of it mm. because it's all it's all well and good writing material. That's more more for, I guess, being a comedian. You're, you know, live gigging is a huge part of your life, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so you'd write material with the aim of going out there and and giving it to the audience. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it kind of a lot of it has been obviously been pulled away from under us and yeah, we just can't wait to get it back. Yeah. I think it's that neat being needed. You're needed somewhere. I think that's what human yeah. beings, that's what's hit us the most. We, even though we, you know, most days, you know, oh, I can't be fucked to drive all the way there. I can't be, you know, I've got, I've got to work again today. Oh God, I can't be bothered. But once that's taken away, you go, oh shit. Yeah. It's nice to be needed somewhere, you yeah. know? And I think that's what's, that's what a lot of people are struggling with now. Yeah, um, but you know, we'll like you've already said, we'll get there. We'll come out the other side, and we'll be a lot we'll fucking there, stronger, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've really made the most of the time that we've had, to be honest. Mm. And um, and even though it has all been a bit pear shaped, I've managed to, you know, do great things yeah. like set up Islington Radio for a starter, and yeah, and. Um, I wrote a book as well. Brilliant. I got a Brilliant. book out and then wrote my second record and recorded that. So that's um Oh there you go. That's gonna be coming out this year. So yeah, just managed to keep keep the brain ticking. Yeah. Well you're obviously quite driven. I mean if you're you're a pub landlord at eighteen. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was doing at eighteen. I was at college dicking around, but I was still dicking around, mate. <laughs> I was I was really dicking around. <laughs> I had to I had to grow up really fast. Yeah, because that's it. Because that's pub landlord is twenty four seven, isn't it? That's a yeah. We were living thought. upstairs as well, man. So it's like you know you're you're quite literally working every hour. Yeah, and you're there's no and, and you're yeah, yeah. you sleep in it. You wake up. You you're down in the cellar at six thirty in the morning. You're locking up at two a.m. You know it's it's, br it's brutal. Huh? Yeah, anyone who does it, fair play because. Yeah. It is absolutely, well, it's hard. Yeah. I, I've, I know some people that have done it and it, 
like they, they in the end they had to get out because it's just all the time. You it's know, all, en- all encompassing, yeah. man. You'd yeah, absolutely drains you. Yeah, but are you, you are you, you're not living on your own, are you? Like you say, you got, you got your partner. I'm with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're here now in North London. We've got a got a studio in here, and um, yeah, just uh, it's it's nice actually. It's really nice getting back into London after a bit of time out and. Um, it's quite weird walking around at the moment. Like I went into Central uh, this week around like the Bank of England. And it was like 28 days later. Yeah. Like there's yeah. A sh- shops boarded up and like there's one, one shop. It was like a tailor, tailoring suit shop. And you know, it's, it looks like a dystopian film scene now because he's got his big paper handwritten sign saying we're closing after 42 years of business and it's like wow. what is happening yeah it's so sad isn't it that, and it and it happened so immediately it was just yep. like bang done and uh, I, I, we're very lucky that we've got other outlets that we can we can sort of you know flush our emotions through yeah there's a lot of other people who haven't got that you know you're you know do you do, you, do you, is that where you're you're songwriting do you feel like you, it's just a way of getting that oh man i don't invented. know if i couldn't if i didn't know how to put a tune together i don't know what i'd be doing I'd, I'd really in life in general i think that songwriting has pulled me through a lot yeah because it's writing is therapeutic isn't it yes writing is it's like giving yourself therapy yeah and um I think more so when you're writing the kind of the really heavy stuff where you you kind of look you see, it's just like getting a mirror yeah and you're looking yourself in the eyes and you're going right okay sometimes you know I've written tunes and, and you know they're really like in fact more so in the second album um, whereas in the first record it's all most of the tracks there's a character and um there's a story. the f- The second album um, is really, really personal. Mm, so it's yeah. more of like a, I was actually going to call it like self portrait, but then uh, that's been done before. So it's called Legacy. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm just trying to leave a legacy. That's what we were talking about the other day. This, uh, especially a lot of people, a lot of like uh, people that run the world seem to be more very obsessed with legacy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's that. It's that. Oh, what am I going to leave? I want, I want people to see me. We're all trying to leave a mark, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when that gets in the hands of like the narcissistic people, yeah, you know, then it becomes, um, yeah, yeah. That it becomes more get, extreme, doesn't it? That's when we get statues. Yeah, yeah I was. Li- yeah. I was actually sitting here at the dinner table last night, and my head just drifted off, and I, I just, I was like. What makes some people really like horrible? Like, do they not think the same as everyone else? Where, you know, we're all just trying to crack on and do good things and and leave a positive mark. Like, you know, I'd like to leave records and and songs and books and things for, you know, I'd lo- I love the idea of like years after you're gone, in the physical sense, that people are digesting your writings and the yeah. things you were talking about but you know like what do the really horrible politicians do they really do they think like that or do they just not at all yeah it's a, it's a combination of things isn't it? it's like life happening to them like th- things would have happened to them as they were growing up and then there's different chemicals in them that I don't really know it's a funny one isn't it because you meet cunts and you go why are you such a cunt yeah exactly <laughs> and then it normally normally like Jade's really good at this like when you work it back you go back down the timeline and you go oh right there that's that's the bit there that happened always a reason isn't there? there's always a reason there's there's an interaction further back with somebody that's kind of triggered something in them yeah and they've gone right that's never gonna happen to me again mm, yeah or they've been, or someone's been an absolute wanker to them, and they've, or they've gone, oh, that's and that person, they saw that person as successful, mm. and they've gone right, yeah, let's, we're gonna, right, if I'm, I'll be that because that'll get me what I want, and and 
yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? How we, the, these different experiences forge us, don't they? And make us this, who we are. And, but then we change as well. I think a lot of these people, like the like proper wankers, don't even know that they're wankers. Mm. Because they're wank. We can all be, we can all be tosspots at times, can't we? But I think some people don't even realise they're doing it. You know, they've never been called out enough. Although no. I have, I've been called out many times. <laughs> You're a, what as a diamond geezer? As a diamond geezer, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I am. But I take, I've, I've worked at it because I don't want to be a wanker. Yeah. And I know that sometimes, sometimes I just get heckled by Jade again, um, which is ironic coming from you. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it's just, I don't know. It puzzles me, man. Mm. Puzzles me, you know what I mean? It's a shame. It is, man. You know what I mean? And, it, and it, it's, a, it's a, yeah, things that I'm, I'm the same as you, I think. I, I'll be sat for hours just mulling it over going, why are you that way? What yeah. happened, man? Why... Why do you want? I think a lot of it is anger as well and frustration at, at what's gone before, and so they take it out on the now. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was, the first song of um, my next album is called "The Man Who Knows That What He Knows Is Note." Well, yeah, right. Note, and it's yeah, um, yeah. At the bottom of a pile of nothing, you might find that special something that engraves itself in your brain. And takes you down the ha- takes you by the hand down Lesson Lane. Nice. Like at the top of the mountain is the start of the sky. At the root of the problem, there's a reason why. If you focus on forget me nots, you're far less fussed by parting shots. Uh, right. It's just like kind of just kind of putting it all in perspective. And yeah, don't get too caught up in it in it all. I think that's, yeah, I think you're right. It's that, I know I'm guilty of that. I focus on the negatives a lot, too much sometimes. Whereas, I, you know, there's, there's, I'm very lucky to, to, to have the life I have. And the, and my boys are great. They, you know, they've grown up to be top human beings and, and you should focus on that. And I, but I don't, I get bogged down and, oh God, why is that happening? Why is that happening? Mm. It's difficult, isn't it? It's hard to focus on the good stuff. You're human, man. We're yeah. All- We've all got it. And also, I think now, where quite literally the world is in your hand on a little black mirror, mm. you know, it's yeah. like you just, you've got to, there's got to be boundaries set because, you know, you wake up and it really is like the first thing you see in the morning, the last thing you see at night. Yeah. Especially if you've got all the news apps on your phone and all this and you're just like, getting drip fed just negativity yeah true yeah like, oh man this is really like <sighs> yeah yeah because good news isn't good news isn't uh people don't want it like what the news on the tv or on the apps you know they it's yeah man you don't like i i, I think maybe maybe it exists but maybe there needs to be a, a news outlet that literally just um broadcasts the great things that happen because there's loads. Yeah. But I think people even, people, people like the drama. They, they like the, the drama. The, they like, but I, 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 you know, I remember, I've said this before, when I was a kid, you knew the world was shit and bad things were going on, but you kind of, you didn't really know where and you didn't know by who. Yeah. So you kind of, it didn't affect, you didn't feel like you had to do something about it. Whereas now people, you hear of atrocities in other countries and everyone's, you know, everyone's going, oh, we've got to do this, got to do that. You go, what are you going to do? What, what, can, do, you, man? what can you do, What can you do? Yeah. Well, you know, and if you, this is exactly it. The world hasn't actually ever changed. And even when, you know, everyone was going, oh, 2020, worst year ever. The, the world has always been brutal. Yeah. Like always. Yeah. From the start of man. You know, you look back in it, look at ancient Rome. They were feeding men to lions in a Colosseum <laughs> yeah. and loving it. You know, it's, it's all, it's never, ever, ever changed. But the world's always been at war. And I think now because of, you know, because of things like the internet and, it, and how we're all absolutely caught up in all of that side of it now. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just constantly on show, isn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, and, and there's no, that, and yeah, like you say, boundaries are so important, man. You've got to, you've got to have boundaries. I, I'm trying to really be, yeah, strict on, on my um, internet exposure, but it's difficult because, again, when you're in the, the entertainment world, you know, we, we operate over social media, don't we? Yeah. I'm not the yeah. kind of guy that voices my opinions on Twitter and I never will be, but um, to a certain extent you have to, you know, post something like a new release or uh, yeah. what you're doing, what you've been working on or, you know, even a message of, hope you're all doing all right out there, you know. Yeah, true, true. It's funny, we had that, Jade and I had that conversation the other day actually talking about, social media and I was just I was just going like you know she's like you've got to be posting all the time about your podcast and about this and about that you've got to be passionate about social media because of what you do and I'm like but I'm not mm. and I, I, I try I worry that I don't want to keep posting about the stuff I'm doing because I don't want people to get fed up with it that's what I worry about is like just because you see it all the time and it, to a point you don't even people post so much you don't even see it anymore I see like all the time people saying Oh, you need to be posting every day. You need to be doing mm. it. And for, for Tom Bright, man, I mean, I I probably post once a week maximum. Yeah. Because I just really, it's just not in me to um, shout about what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I really, I just pop up every now and then and go, thank you, John Kennedy at Radio X for playing this last night. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of thing for me. With the radio stuff, it's a daily thing because, you know, well, yeah, that's a the, radio station yeah. is a day. Everything you've got to be talking about what's going on every day. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but personally, personally, yeah, man. But do you find? Have you ever had any sort of therapy or counselling? Ever felt you needed to? Because this this comes up a lot lately. People that have they either have and swear by it, or they want to, but they're worried about doing it. You know, um, I've I've never had therapy. No, um, and I probably should have. Um, but again, with the songwriting, with writing, I just feel like I'm I'm giving myself the. Um, it's not therapy because I'm not a therapist, but I'm giving myself kind of. It's almost like a healing process, mm. you know, because, and I've got loads of songs written that are no, you know, not even on album two. They're just in the, in the catalogue. Yeah. Just things that you write about and even just words, you know, books and, and on your phone in your notes, just yeah. putting your thoughts down sometimes. To me, that's, that's my kind of, my, uh, just sort of therapy. My, in my a therapy. Way, yeah. yeah. But maybe, yeah. maybe I should actually seek a, a therapist, and because there's been some things that do burn away in me and uh, mm. do have a, an effect on every day of my life. Yeah, I think it's the, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sold on it. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. But then when I went, <clears throat> I suddenly it's it's what was nice is that you're telling telling somebody else that is outside of you about these things that trouble you mm. and to have someone come back and go well it's not that bad the thing is the reason you're it's this and and like kind of pulling it apart for you and going look it's not that bad mate it's the, the reason that you're that's the reason you're that you're thinking about it so much is because of this 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 and this and that and it's really nice to have someone explain it all yeah and take away that pressure to you can't you know the therapy we've had and it's she she goes well it's not your fault this happened to you so that's why you're that that's why you're you act the way you do because this happened and you're like, ah, oh, great. Because that, that guilt, it becomes so heavy. Guilt is heavy, man. Yeah. And it, and it, I think even using this podcast, I, this is, this is very therapeutic for me talking yeah. to other people. And I've said this loads, uh, realizing that you're not alone in your feelings. Uh, other people feel the same way. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, that's what's important to people to realize that they're not on their own and you're not most of the things you're feeling, everybody else is feeling or has felt. hundred percent, you know, and that's, I think that's so important for, that's the main thing that people need to know is that you're not alone. Mm. 
in 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 these in these thoughts and feelings. Yeah, but you're but you're. I mean, it sounds like you're really busy. You don't have to, you, you have the moment a few moments where you're sat and thinking about stuff, but all, most of the time it sounds like you're just full steam ahead. I just um, I've got a good little routine going on now, and admittedly, to be honest, I'm um, I think one of my downsides we've all got many downsides and I've got loads and loads um, I'm like a real kind of obsessive mm, like I'm really time obsessive and work yeah. obsessive where I've got my first thing I do I go to my diary I've got my Tom Bright diary with my name on the front and I have my day literally ding 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 all outlined from the morning and I wake up and the first thing I do I try well the first thing I tried to do I've fallen off the wagon a little bit this week because the new lockdown threw me mm. early in the week I was like it really just spun me out a bit but I've got yeah. my head around it again now but I wake up I meditate 10 minutes um and then I do, I've been doing Italian lessons for nearly a year. Oh, nice. So then I do my Italian class. My girlfriend's from Rome. So, um, Paolo Paolo Italiano. Um, <laughs> um, and then I go for a walk, get my thoughts together. Sometimes I listen to a podcast, but most of the time I actually listen to nothing but the, the birds and stuff because mm. that's very, very healing nature. Um, and then I get my head into it and I try and be at my desk for 8.30 yeah. and, um, and work. Yeah. And, and then I get carried away and, and sometimes I'm, I'm sat here working till 8.30, 9 o'clock at night because I don't know when to stop. <laughs> if you don't feel, my, you know. Yeah. If you don't feel the need to stop, then... Just, yeah, that is you know, it's crack on. That is, yeah, it is, and I, I need to learn how to switch off. I really, mm. the, one of the things I need to get on top of this year is learn how to delegate, and and then a lot of that comes down to trust as well, because I always feel like I'm Superman and I have to do things myself. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have personnel and you don't have People need people. So, yeah. you know, and I need to, I do need to get my head around that and I'm getting there. Um, it's like number one on my things to do this year. <laughs> Just <laughs> learn to trust people and learn to hand over tasks. Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think you've, that, the, that taking yourself off for a walk. And just getting, just getting some, just getting some air. I, I, I think that's what need, people need to do as well. Is, is uh, especially now, if you can, just go for. Just I know you don't feel like it. It's cold out. It's wet. But just you will definitely feel better if you just have a wander around the block for ten minutes. Do you know what I'm going to do today? Go on. I'm going to walk to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. North London. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Nice. It's real, it's what, it's what, and thinking about walking back. Yeah. They're about 17 miles in total. Bloody hell. <laughs> I know. But yeah, <laughs> just really fancy doing it. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> I, I've done it before. I've done, I used to, I remember walking, when I was at college, I used to walk from Croydon back to Orpington in South East London. That really? In Kent. Yeah. It, took, it used to take me like four hours, three and a half hours, four hours, but I'd just do it. I'd yeah. be walking on and I'd just go. It's and class, just, isn't it? It's yeah. so good. and It just makes you feel... I don't know. I am juggling a few bits and bobs at the moment with um, with the Tom Bright stuff and with the Islington Radio stuff, which is doing great. It's got mm. off to such a, a great start, thanks to people like yourselves. Um, no, mate. And then I manage a couple of artists as well, Sean O'Reilly and Shay Rafferty. So oh, yeah. I look after the careers of two two guys and a lot of coaching goes into that, actually. Um it's like artist development and coaching kind of, yeah, I've taken them from the very starts of their careers to to them both being quite established at Brilliant. what they do. And then, um, and then I'm a, a part of the Joe Strummer Foundation. So 
I do a lot of work for those guys. Um, oh, okay. And we do some really good work. We work with, yeah, we've got a lot of good, ad- cool ambassadors like um, Frank Turner and and stuff. So we're doing some really cool projects over in the likes of Sierra Leone and, and stuff. But, but this, you can already hear there's so many th- plates there. Mm. And so I have to be like an absolute beast with my diary and really um, yeah. chop my day into kind of four or five segments. And then what happens, because I'm human, things spill into each other because yeah. you can't help it because, you know, you'll move on to doing another thing, but you'll get a text and that will take, and then another, and then an email and then you're like, oh, fucking hell. And then you sat at the computer till 10 o'clock and you've not finished. It's like, ah. Mm. I know, I know that, man. Yeah. But you're like you say, you're human. You can only do so yes. much, and and I need to remind, yeah. And I really need to remind myself that a lot. I'm not a robot. I'm a human with, yeah, with a with a heart and feelings and and a mind that isn't, um, yeah, isn't robotic. No, well, I would just. I mean, even I've, I've just said, if you're, you know, like you said, you don't know when to stop when you're working, and you'll just crack on. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you're not feeling it, just crack on. But you have to take some time out and just do there's some especially someone who's busy like you doing nothing mm. is is very important it's yeah. just to sit just to sit and think and just go oh yeah i just I, I, what i do is i normally put on we put on some a movie that you don't have to think too much about just yeah. to just so i'm not i'm not connected to my phone for a bit and just watching yeah. just watching garbage <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know exactly what you mean and um i think I, I get my kind of my calm place just reading a book with a record on yeah nice which i try and do on a like a sunday you know just just put the phone on airplane mode and just yeah literally just chill out yeah. have a couple of beers and good beers are, Beer's a great healer, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, just uh, I don't even. I used to get, I used to drink to get pissed. Like I was, I was always, I was, I was never like, oh, I'll have a beer because I fancy it. It was like I'm going out, I'm going to get hammered. I'm out, yeah. Same yeah, thing. I was always getting on. It was just a binge all the time, and it used to, and I, yeah, and I think it's because I wasn't happy in myself, wasn't happy where I was, and and so I was just drunk all the time and and doing whatever else I was doing, and yeah, but now it's. Now I I don't need that. It's a nice place to be. I can have a beer. I don't have Good to get a, get a nice little buzz on. I don't yeah. have to get totally annihilated every time I have a drink. Yeah, I think that I've not actually been hammered since March, but I have yeah. drank regularly. Yeah, you know I have like, but I think like two, three, four beers is like a nice, you know. Whereas it used to be going out doing like eight pints. And then a load of other yeah. silly stuff. Then you just like, <laughs> and then you wake up, you don't know where your head is. You crack back on. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh, straight back on it. S-B-O-I. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to do it anymore. Oh, dude, you wait till really? you get to my Call age. Me. Jesus. You'll have, you have one, you'll have one sesh. <sighs> That's you done for the, done. for a good, for a good month or so. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. And I think it, it's not as nourishing doesn't nourish you like before it was that's all i wanted to do i wanted to go out and get on it mm. and now i'm like no i've got there's other stuff that, that that fires me up like doing this and doing the radio show and and comedy and and those things make me feel so much more than 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 drugs or drinking ever did yeah which is which is well, I'm, you know lucky that, that that's happened but yeah, I could tell. I've got mates that still, you know, they can't go out unless they have got a little bit of powder on them. And yeah, like, man. But then you're like, but then you can't. You, you're not in their life, and you can see why. You're like, look, you're not happy. You're not happy mm. with that. I don't know what the answer is, but doing this all the time ain't it. You know, it, you just get this get caught in that spiral, don't you, of unhappiness, and then the the, the ups and downs of taking drugs and drinking and. Yeah, and you no. just get stuck in it, and it, it's yeah, and, and a lot of people, and I don't know what the answer is, really. No. I don't, I don't know where I'm going with this now. Just, <laughs> well, no, just, I think the answer is just to 
either go with it, <laughs> see yeah. where it ends. Normally doesn't end in a good with a good result. No. Um or yeah, just a bit of self reflection and go, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Do I do I like going and getting off my box for three days? Yeah. It's not, you know. It really spins you out as well, doesn't it? Like you you I think about how where my head went and you're like mm. Jesus, the thing the thoughts that you start having. Yeah. It does yeah. play a big part in you know, I think depression and stuff. Yeah, I think with a lot of things you you think, yeah, I've probably done some things, put some things in my body that didn't help. No, <laughs> that God, cocktail. No. <laughs> <laughs> that um well, yeah, because if you're not, it's again, talk about a bit a chemical reaction. If you're not in a good place and you start taking these things, it doesn't put you Worse in a you good do, place. Worse yeah. It just taps into the, 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 the negativity that you're already feeling. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's yeah. the same really with going out and getting hammered, isn't it? You know, mm. if you're going out and you're not in a good place mentally and you're going out and getting smashed. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's really sad. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just drinking yourself into an oblivion. Yeah, and then you end up getting in a scuffle with someone because you're... All the time, I was always scrapping. Yeah, because you're not... You were... It's... You're, you're, yeah, it's... That alcohol has tapped into the shit that you're feeling and now you just want to lash out and... And it only takes... Yeah. It only takes a, a, a shitty look or a, 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 an off word from someone. Yeah. And well, you're... So and you're was uh, literally my... You know, 18, 19, 20... Even, even when I was in the pub... You know, when I'd go out, it was, there was always fighting and there was always lots of silly stuff, you know. It's just like, yeah. oh, God. And a lot of it, I think, there was a lot, of, when I was a kid, there seemed to be, there was an air of violence around, like when we started going to pubs and things like that. It was just, it was just in the air, you kind of... You, it was going to be a scrap. Yeah, there was always going to be some, you just knew... By the end of the night, someone somewhere, if it wasn't you, it's was going to be somebody else pinning someone up against the wall of the pub and mm. oh, it's kicking off. And, and I don't know if that comes from a bigger, I suppose it comes from a bigger thing, doesn't it? Frustration. You want more out of life. You know, you're trapped in some small town. I think that's it. Where about, I was going to say, whereabouts were you at that time? We're in a, it was a place called Orpington and it's near Bromley. Right, okay. So it's kind of southeast London, Kent, border. And it's yeah. not, it's, a, it's just a shitty little town. There's, like, no one goes there. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not going to go and spend the day in Alpington. It's, yeah. a, it's a shitty little town and, you're, and there's a lot of frustration. There's people I know that haven't moved. They still live there. Yeah. And they're still, they still live in the same street, if not the same house that they grew up in. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to, you know, they, I've, I've, I've bumped into a few people recently and they were like, oh, you're just, your life, you're just doing this, that and the other. And you're like, I'm just... I'm just not here. I don't want. I did. I just saw. I just felt there was more. Yeah, man. Than this. 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 No, I this totally relate. Shitty little town. Yeah. Same with you. You know. That's that is honestly why when I think about, you know, my music really pulled me out. Mm. It really changed my life because if I didn't have that kind of that meaning and that desire to kind of pursue this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what I, I don't know where I'd be, mate. But it wouldn't be in a the best place in the world no. and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be happy no I think music for me as well that's what through through music that showed me that there was this bigger world out there I just learned so much from the music I was listening to yeah it's more than music isn't it it's yeah. I think it's every aspect of songs the image of it as well and the you know hearing something out of nowhere and going ooh that went yeah. in. Yeah. You know, and then investigating that. Yeah, it's a, yeah. a beautiful thing. Well, I think it taught me, it taught me about, it taught me about, you know, people that are different and it taught me, because there's people, like, again, talk, going back to the people that I know from the town I grew up in, I see some of the stuff they post on Facebook and things like that and you're like, wow, man, you're, how are you racist like that? What we grew up together? What? Yeah. What is? What the fuck is going on? And I, I don't know. I think a lot of it comes from the music I've listened to. Mm. It's you know, it, it taught me about multiculturalism and and you know and, and people from other places and yeah. And then you're and being open to different kinds of music as well. Yeah, music for me 
is the most important thing that's ever happened. Bigger than yeah. comedy, Same I here. think. Yeah. Same here. It really is. Uh, well, yeah, it shaped my life. Mm. That's why I'm sat here talking to you now. I'm, yeah. You know, my life could have gone a very different path and there's no way I'd be, uh, I'd have been given the opportunities to do things like this and the, the amazing things that I have experienced, you know, it's like, I, you know, I'm sat here now thinking about it and I've like, I've done things that I, there's no way that I would have even imagined I'd get anywhere near to doing work yeah. with my heroes, performed at Glastonbury. Like, I've, wow, like what? Man. It's like, what? How did I do that? And uh, yeah, like performed at, in Vivaldi's Courtyard in Venice. What? With Mick Jones. Yeah, he flew me out there. He did, um, he did an exhibition, exhibiting all his rock and roll memorabilia. Yeah. The things. He's a bit of a collector, is Mick. And uh, through his Clash days and BAD and... Um, and you know he's part of Gorillas as well, so yeah, he uh, he's collected so many things, and yeah, we went out there when we were just literally just before we started working on some stuff, and um, and yeah, he flew me out there, and we we performed together in Vivaldi's courtyard. Wow, yeah, I did a set of my stuff, and then we did Valare. It's crazy, mate. It's mental, but that's it. I think just being uh, being open to the world and and yeah. going oh, fuck it alright I'm just going to go and, I'm going to go and do it because I know that I've said that, again I've said this before where I get in my own way sometimes because of the fear I'm scared to make that step mm. to go If I, it's that fear of failure or looking stupid but then every time I've gone fuck it I'm just going to do it and flung myself into it it's always been fine and I've always it's always fine it's just, it's just having that bravery to go, fuck it, I'm going to go and do it. Because that was what, that's what got me here. That's what got yeah. me doing this, talking to you at this point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've got the bit, the closest people to me, the fear thing is something that holds them back. Definitely. Um, but for myself, I, that is something that I've, I've always had this kind of just fuck it attitude. Mm. I don't, I don't give a, I don't really give a toss what other people think um, and yeah and just do because life is pretty uh, it can end like that yes so you don't really want to be regretting things no I think that's especially now I'm older that's I've started to because I'll be 50 in like a year's time really I'm, yeah man no <laughs> yeah you're doing and well it, man thanks man Plenty of water. Drink plenty of water. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And surround yourself with young, vibrant people. That sounds a bit BBC, but what I mean is, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm really lucky that, you know, I've got a partner that is very creative and she's always, she she doesn't give a fuck about what people think a lot of the time. So it kind of, that that fires me up. It's yeah. like, yeah, I, sh I, don't, I am worried about the wrong things. Just fucking get on with it. I think what happens with me, I get fed up with, with the worry of it all mm. and then I go oh fuck this I don't want to feel like this anymore just fucking do it and then I do it and then it's all fine I was worrying about nothing yeah it's alright isn't it yeah it's alright mate make that leap do that thing that's gonna that's gonna make you uncomfortable for a bit yeah yeah I love that yeah but we're and that I think there's a there's a feeling as well that, this is what I've learned as well that people feel you get to a point and then you've sort of like, you've learned everything, you know everything and you never do. There's no destination with this. No. There's just life and you just no, learn, no. you just, you're just always experiencing different things and learning different stuff until you're not here anymore. Exactly. I, last year, I read loads of books that really kind of like went in and, and affirmed these kind of th thoughts and theories, you know, and um, one of them was, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. You ever yeah, read that? I know of it. I've never read it. That'll just put it in perspective for you, man. Yeah. That, and that is it. It's just like, I don't know if you know about him. He was a professor um, and he was in Auschwitz. Right. He was a prisoner of war and, um, well, not a prisoner of war. He was he was Jewish in, yeah. in Auschwitz during the Holocaust. So Jesus. the most horrendous 
time yeah. in humanity. And he basically conducted a experiment while he was there. And what he discovered <clears throat> is he basically created this logotherapy technique um, when he, because he survived. Wow. And this book, writing this book was his impetus to survive and get out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, what he found was the people that had drive and something to cling on to, meaning, who had meaning in their life, were, were the ones who did pull through and, and survive. And it does make you think, and I've thought it a lot, where, you know, if you really, the importance of having meaning in your life yes, is absolutely paramount. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When you, I have to remind myself that I, mean, I had this conversation the other day, actually, just about it's amazing that we're here. That yeah, should be enough. Yes, Every day is amazing, man. Waking yeah. up and going, oh, all right, another day. Yeah. Great. What, uh, like a, you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, but we get bogged down with all the shit, don't we? We get bogged down with where we think we should be and the life we think we should have. And you go, look, you're alive, man. You're alive, man. You're alive. I know that's and at the end of the day, we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's inevitable. So don't worry about that. Don't, yeah. don't, waste, don't waste your life worrying about the, the end. Yeah. I think maybe more so now. I think, again, it boils back to how social media plays such a big part in people's lives. A lot of people fall into the trap of comparing themselves don't they yeah definitely. comparison is the thief of joy man it's if yeah. you're sat around comparing yourself to to your peers like you're just never going to be happy never ever it, that's that comes up a lot on this podcast yeah man is that, that is i think yeah. everyone's doing that yeah that's why it's nice what's happening is there's a nice community building up and and i say it on here all the time I'm like you know if you're feeling a bit shit or you're you know you just drop me a line i don't have any answers and i'm not a therapist but just that interaction of just going no no you're fine don't worry you yeah yeah you, i know you feel that way and you're allowed to feel that way but don't don't let that be your everything you know don't yeah. worry about what people are doing online just try and find some like try and find some meaning exactly yourself, right. like you've just said man yeah it's beautiful yeah i think it's good i think everything's gonna be all right it's all going to be all right, mate. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be more than all right. Think about when the current situation, think about when it ends. It's going to be unreal. Yeah. It's going to be unreal. It's going to be like, fuck, what, what do you mean I can go for a pint and I can stand at the bar and someone can spill their pint over me? <laughs> I'm going to love that. I'm not going to... Not going to headbutt him. I'm going to go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just hugging and headbutting, <laughs> like the old days. Hey, oh, isn't man. it? Yeah, I'm looking. I can't wait. It's just, it's just that being able to be spontaneous. Just go like that. Yeah, like bumping into is the main one. Oh man, nipping in for a pint. Not yeah. planning. Like how many, how many households is there? Like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh man. That that just that but bumping into people, you're like, you I don't want you, to eat with know. my pint, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, want I don't a pint. need. A, I want a pint. I don't need another pizza. Yeah, <laughs> just I. It's just bumping into people, like you'd be wandering around Soho and you just bump into your mate and go, oh, "Do you want a nip in here?" And just just being able to do that. Yeah, I can't it's just, wait. I miss that, man. I'm looking forward to that. What are you listening to at the moment? Anything in particular? I'm listening to. Um, so one of the guys who I manage, Sean O'Reilly. Yeah. He's he's a really great folk artist and he's put me onto a lot of real folky stuff. So things like Martin Simpson, old school storytellers, like Nick Jones. Is that Nick Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the names. I'm not, I don't know much about, uh, about folk music. I'll send you a couple of rec records. That, yeah, they're really great, like, man. just storytelling with some finger-picked guitar, you know. It's just really nice nice music yeah and especially when you've got a book out and you're reading and i'm reading um homo deus at the moment oh right. yeah uh harari so it's it's about did you hear about the book homo sapiens sapiens yeah so that's about how we got here 
and then this one is it's the the blurb is a brief history of tomorrow so it's about yeah where we're going to evolve and what we're going to evolve into Wow! Tell you what, it gets you thinking. You're like, Ooh. <laughs> I didn't I, realize how close we were to um, to like the the pursuit of immortality. Yes, you've got things like Google have set up a side project, a company called Google Ventures, and they're like literally chucking billions into life extension. Um, what? You know, and, and that's really, they really do think that by the year 2150, that people might be living till they're 500. And um, yeah, by like 2200, oh, immortality what? might be a thing. What? <laughs> yeah, man. So, oh I mean, God. I don't know, maybe this, maybe this stuff is, you know, there's no facts, but there's, it's interesting. You, If you think about how far we've come in, the last 20 years. Yeah. Do you think people would get much done though? If they, 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 I think because at the back of our minds, we, 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 we do know that there's only a, there's a finite amount of time that we have. And that's exactly the, because we know that we have an expiration date. Yeah. That's why we have desire. And that's why we try and do things because we know that we only live once. We know that one day we won't wake up and, we want to do things and leave a mark. Whereas if you knew that you were going to live forever, yeah. well, all of that is out the window. So yeah. for a hundred years, you can sit around wanking <laughs> and eating popcorn. Yeah. Sounds yeah. pretty good. But, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no, you have no, yeah, there's no kind of impetus to do anything. Cause you're like, well, I've got all the time in the world, literally until the, till the earth explodes. Yeah. I've got, time on my hands and and i think that would i don't know if we'd get much done that's the thing no i just sat around all day yeah that's an interesting thing mm. but with your body your body oh this is the thing because i when you see people that are like 100 years old you go oh, well done but you can't actually you're just a sack of bones yeah i yeah. don't know how i feel about that i don't it's I mean, what, what's, doesn't look good what sort of state are you going to be in at 500 years old? <laughs> I mean, well, this is actually it. You, um, what they're saying is we will stop. You know how now our phone is essentially a part of us, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And then it goes, the extension of that is they started doing it all in a watch. Well, then the evolution of that is that we will start being able to upgrade parts of ourselves so but we would almost become bionic men wow. so you start kind of attaching robotic things to you we could have a in our forearm we could have a like a a health station which is like a little screen yeah where you're you know clicking ticking a few buttons making sure things are okay um, you'll have a system that tells you if your ticker's a little bit, you know, getting a bit worn out or whatever. Yeah, it's all food for thought. It gets quite heavy. <laughs> going, I don't really want to be around for that, to be honest. No, it seems a little bit, uh, the, the obsession becomes all-encompassing, like we said before, that rather than enjoying the life you've got, you're kind of worrying about how much, you know, making more of it rather than enjoying what you've got. And I don't know if I want to get to a point where I'm just a head in a jar, running no, around on a robot no body. Way. <laughs> no way. Tom, where can yeah. we find you, mate? You can find me. What, do you want my address? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tombright.co.uk, social media is all Tom Bright Music. And then if people want to tune into Islington Radio, where they can find wonderful shows from the likes of Rich Wilson and Damn producer straight, Paul. <laughs> it's all Islington Radio and islingtonradio.co.uk. So, yeah, nice one. No, nice one, man. I'll tell you what, and thank you for having me on the radio. I tell oh, you, it's, uh, mate, it's, it's a really dream a pleasure. Come true, man. And, it, and just, I know it's a little thing, I posted about this, but there was, there was me and, and there was the tuned up time machine, and then there was Paul Gallagher's show on, and it, 
on the same uh, post online. Yeah. And I'm like, look at that. Don't tell me I've not achieved anything. I'm up there with a Gallagher. It's great, man. It's cool, isn't it? <laughs> I love it's it. All, it's a positive thing to be born out of a, a pandemic, you know, and people have got on board with it. Um, and people have been really receptive. Yes. Where it goes, I don't know, but we're enjoying doing it. Yeah, but it's just nice that we're doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I love it, man. I love doing it. I love doing this. I love doing that. I love talking to you. Uh, do you know what? Everything's, everything's going to be all right, Tom. It's all going to yeah, be fine. Even that, you know, we're in the middle of a, a lockdown. We can't see our, our loved ones and our families, but, you know, we, we life is still good. Life is still beautiful. Yeah, there's still good stuff out there. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, it's all, yeah. and all that stuff that we miss, it's all going to come back. It's all going to come back this year as well. Yeah. So how exciting is that? Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. And it, I think that's what people need to remember. This isn't forever. We're yeah. going to be all right. We're going to be fine. Let's, let's, just, let's just hold on tight. Hold on tight, that's it. And as soon as we do, I'm going to go around to each and every one of your houses and lick your eyeballs because right. I fucking right. can. Just um, <laughs> put me higher up the list if you can. Once you've licked like 20 eyeballs, if someone's had conjunctivitis, I don't fancy it, mate, to be honest. I'll clean myself after every lick. So I'll keep my eyes on the news. Man in Leon C. <laughs> arrested. For licking eyeballs. The eyeball licker. <laughs> and on that bombshell, thanks, Tom. This has been lovely, mate. Cheers, man. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.